And Steve Hellwagon from Ohio State 247 Sports joins us. Steve, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Yeah, great to be with you guys. All right, let, let's let's dive into this. Obviously, for so many reasons, this is a an important game. But just talk about the history of this football game and what it means not only to these two institutions but to these two states. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, they once fought a war over the city of Toledo, I guess, uh, way, way back when, the militias. But, you know, that's when it may have begun, the late 1700s or early 1800s. But uh, football-wise, they had played every year for 102 years. It's been the last game of the season every year since 1935. And obviously, Ohio State has dominated the last 19 years since Jim Tressel got to Ohio State in 2001 and kind of flipped everything on its ear. Uh, Ohio State's won 17 of the last 19 meetings. The only two wins for Michigan were 2003 and 2011. In that uh, in that time period, the Buckeyes' 30-point favorite to demolish Michigan, which is unheard of. Uh, the, the biggest point spread I could find in this game was 21, and that was back when uh, – Rich Rodriguez and his comedy stylings, you know, were in uh, Ann Arbor, and they were like three and nine, I think, one year. So, uh, unprecedented uh, time, and and uh, sad. I think for a lot of people who grow up, you know, I'm 52 years old, grew up outside Columbus, and back in the 70s, and you guys know this, your team was only on television twice a year, you know, maybe three times a year, and then maybe the bowl game. But one of those was always the Ohio State-Michigan game. And it's usually one of the most uh, highly viewed games of the year. You know, maybe there'll be a Alabama-LSU one-versus-two game that, that takes the cake some year. But Ohio State-Michigan consistently in the top three or four most-watched games every year, and there won't be one this year. So that uh, all that in a nutshell kind of tells you where we're at. It's like a, it's like a megaton bombs hit the city. It's uh, really a sad day. If uh, Coach Day wants wants the league, wants the Big Ten to to maybe reevaluate their plan, do you see that happening? You know, that's a great question. I think the Big Ten athletic directors are probably going to jump on a Zoom call tomorrow and try and sort through this and figure out what the best thing to do is. Uh, there was a report today that Purdue has paused, which would free up Indiana if that game gets canceled. Now, Purdue may resume in a day or two if they get an all clear. But, uh, you know, that would create perhaps a, a rematch or perhaps they rework the schedule and give them other scheduling partners to play a game uh, this weekend. But then, you know, you guys know football coaches. They hate disruptions. They hate changes. So if you've got a game that's set and doesn't impact any of this and you tell them, oh, no, you're going to go play Ohio State this week, uh, that coach is going to scream bloody murder. So, you know, it's. It, it, it's not going to be an easy thing to get done, but here's what I think. I think they set the six-game rule with good intentions of saying we need to have a legitimate division champion in both divisions to play for the conference championship, and if you can only play five of your scheduled eight games, maybe you're not legitimate. But I don't think what they foresaw was this instance where Ohio State had to cancel one game themselves last week against Illinois or the week before. Ohio State's had two games canceled by its opponents, Maryland and now Michigan. And I'm not sure. I think if, if they came out and used that as the leg that they stood on, 
and said, this is the reason why we are amending this rule to, down to five games and allowing Ohio State to play in the championship game, I don't think many people would complain about that because it's out of their hands when their opponent cancels. And the other thing is there's really no controversy. This isn't a situation where you've got two or three teams tied with one loss all jockeying for the same spot. Ohio State beat Indiana on the field and gave them their only loss. There's nobody else even in this discussion. So, you know, if they were tied with one loss and, and, and you know, however you want to look at it, you might say, oh, that's not right. But uh, that doesn't apply here. So I think either get them an opponent or change the rule. That's what the athletic directors have got to do tomorrow. Now let me ask you this, Steve. How, how, how is Ryan Day approaching this with his football team? Do you, do you, do you, what is he – Kind of is he giving them an underlying tone and an underlying message? Because it sounds like what's coming out of Harbaugh is, hey, we absolutely wanted to play this game after initially there were some statements, and I know Herb Street made some statements about, you know, Michigan wanting to duck this game. What do you think, Coach Day, what has his posture been with his football team? Yeah, I think he's tried to remain uh, positive and upbeat. I don't think uh... – you know, casting stones in this in this day and age. I mean, guys, there's much more important things going on in our world right now than whether they play a stupid college football game this Saturday. I mean, let's use proper perspective. I mean, X number of people are dying every day from this virus. So we got bigger issues and bigger fish to fry. I think uh, what, uh, what he has said, and he was – interviewed just before the cancellation. It came out maybe 20 minutes after his interview time was done, and he said, we have been through a lot of disappointment already. We had to cancel a game ourselves. You know, they did, he said, because of of COVID. They had one canceled by an opponent previously against Maryland. He says, I don't think we're ready for more disappointment. He said it would be hard to stomach and hard to deal with. So they're having some hard conversations with their players. My guess is they're on the practice field right now working to get better because they do have bigger fish to fry they want to win the big 10 championship and they want to go and play in the college football playoffs so they're going to keep working they're going to keep striving and if the big 10 puts the team in front of them this week then they're going to give that game every effort and uh, that's probably how i would assume he's approaching it you know they're they don't have a leg to stand on they can't say anything accusatory about Michigan because their hands aren't clean either. They they had to cancel a game themselves. So, you know, they're, they're all in the same boat together. And uh, it's just uh, you deal with the hand you've been dealt. Steve, right now, uh, the biggest the biggest talk is, is where Texas A&M lies in this, especially in our region. And with both teams, Ohio State and Texas A&M losing opponents this weekend, why wouldn't you just schedule this game similar to how Coastal Carolina and BYU did or the situation with Baylor's basketball team where they threw a tournament together and just kind of settle this this weekend? You know, that's a great question. And that BYU thing, I think, came about either late Wednesday or first thing Thursday morning, and they had it booked and sent the truck six hours later, and, and that was that. I mean, I saw somebody tweeted that Texas A&M and Ohio State could play in that empty dome in St. Louis. You know? <laughs> Meet me halfway or something, or Tulsa, or somewhere. Uh, you know, Tulsa's interesting, too. They were supposed to play Cincinnati this weekend for home field advantage down in Tulsa in the American, and Cincinnati had to uh, cancel because of issues in their program. 
And now because of it, Cincinnati by default gets to host Tulsa the following week. So a lot of people upset about that on the Tulsa end, certainly. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and I like your idea. I think it'd be great because the winner, uh, you know, I, I, I guess Texas A&M would not have another game uh, after that. But uh, Ohio State would have to go on and, and win the conference championship. The winner of that game would be a prime playoff contender. So, uh, yeah, I really like it. If I'm Texas A&M, I'm certainly placing a call. And, uh, you know, if I'm the Big Ten, their, their big thing is they didn't want any outside games played. But if Texas A&M follows all the protocols and everything, then, you know, why not? And, uh, you know, you got to make exceptions and whatever. And, and uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I, I guess uh, I, I tend to doubt we'll see that. My guess is either they're going to have a Big Ten opponent or uh, they're going to change the rule. I can't imagine they're going to just let this sit like it is because, uh, again, Ohio State didn't, you know, other than missing the Illinois game, they didn't do anything wrong. Hey, Steve, as far as the uh, CFP is concerned, right now they they like Ohio State in that four spot. If if they don't get into the Big Two, Big Ten title game, rather, excuse me, what do you think or what do you see the CFP dealing? How how will they deal with with this as far as Ohio State is concerned? Well, that is a great question. The Big Ten has told its teams that they're going to play a game next week. All all 14 teams are playing next week, and they're going to seed them by standings, which means Ohio State would play most likely the winner of this week's game between Wisconsin and Iowa would be the runner-up to Northwestern in the West, and uh, Ohio State would play that team. We don't know if it would be home or away or at a neutral site. We don't know yet, but... Uh, you know, that would give them a sixth win if they're able to win that game, and it would be over a ranked opponent because you figure the winner of their game is going to be ranked. So, you know, with six games and two wins over ranked opponents good enough, you know, I think we have to wait and see what shakes out. If Alabama beats Florida, then that means the SEC gets one spot. If uh, Notre Dame somehow beats Clemson at full strength, then that means the ACC gets one spot and it creates an opening that you can slide Ohio State right in there and not uh, not have anything happen. I think the common idea is that Alabama is going to beat Florida and that Clemson with Lawrence is going to beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame would still deserve a spot. And then the fourth spot would be up for grabs between Texas A&M, Cincinnati, Ohio State, uh, and Coastal. Now, I, I don't think Coastal, you know, they never put Central Florida in there when they were undefeated, so... It would be rare to see that, but, uh, you know, it would be tough decisions, tough decisions, and, and certainly if it fell the other way, if Florida beat Alabama and, uh, you know, uh, Clemson beat Notre Dame, there are people saying those should be the four teams and leave Ohio State out. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to stand here and stump for Ohio State because that's really not my job, but, you know, we knew when this thing started, it was going to be apples to oranges at the end of the season. We knew some teams were going to play seven or eight games and some were going to play 10 or 11, and it just wasn't going to be equal, but you had to look and see who's the best four teams. And, you know, undefeated should be worth something, but, you know, playing three or four fewer games should perhaps count against them. So, I don't know. You have to look at it different angles. 
Steve, one of the, the popular topics over the past few weeks here has been the recruiting aspect and with Quinn Ewers decommitting from Texas. Now he's going to Ohio State. Y'all got Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, uh, the receiver down there from Del Valley. Why is Ohio State having so much success recruiting Texas? Well, that's a good question. I think it started with Tom Herman. He kind of gave them the inroads, and they started with J.T. Barrett and J.K. Dobbins a few years ago, and then, you know, worked their way on up. Uh, you know, they have uh, always taken, a, you know, maybe a guy or two from Texas, but to be in on the best of the best from the state of Texas, and, and you know, we could debate what's happened down there. Uh, with the University of Texas, um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Mac Brown had the thing in its heyday, they would have a list of the top 15 or 20 guys in Texas that they would select from that list, and they'd take their 10 or 12 guys that they wanted from Texas off that list. But it's no longer like that. And I just think uh, with the Internet, there's so much more connectivity. With national television, every game's on national television. Uh, your parents, your aunts, your uncles can watch every Ohio State game in Waco, Texas, or College Station, or wherever. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I just think, and, and plus the, the track record, you put guys at the uh, into the NFL. You look, uh, you know, you want to be a defensive end? Well, Joey and Nick Bosa and Chase Young, you know, who are all frontline NFL players uh, through Ohio State. That's That's your conduit. That's your way to get there. Wide receiver, they're starting to do a lot better at wide receiver. Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, doing really well in the NFL. And, uh, you know, these guys they got now, Olave and Wilson, they're going to be playing there in, in a year or two as well. So uh, I think that's just what people are looking at, that, uh, a track record of proven uh, winning and putting guys in the NFL and getting paid. That's uh, what it's all about. Hey, Steve, man, we uh, we appreciate your time. Great information. And, uh we, we do appreciate it very much. Tell us what we can uh, check out at Ohio State 247 Sports. Yeah, BuckNuts.com. We're going to go through all the different eventualities and, and, and what should happen next and hopefully get some clarity by tomorrow if they're going to get a game or get the rule changed or just going to have to deal with it. So, hey, you know, this is our world in 2020. Like I said, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be, guys. What can you do? Hey, Steve, thanks so much. Have a great day. Yep. Take care. Steve Hellwagon from OhioState247Sports.com.